0: Hello, and welcome to Logos and Life Community Church, where the revelation of God's Word meets life application, where you have the freedom to worship and serve. If you ever find yourself in Shreveport, Louisiana, we would love for you to join us. But for now, join us for a message that is already in progress.
1: That the Lord has made we shall rejoice and be glad in it yes, Lord. amen amen first giving honor to God we thank him that he has allowed us this opportunity to share with you today those who are watching by Facebook live and I think uh, YouTube as well we're streaming and we welcome you once again to the house of the Lord amen. amen amen we thank God for this day because it's a day that we want to talk to the youth um, we talk talking to not only culture, which is our youth ministry, but we're talking to the youth uh, around the world. We're talking to everybody who's young. But the message, even though it's targeted toward the youth, it's for everybody. Everybody can take away from this message and glean the wisdom that it comes from, that comes from this message. Uh, and, and, and I just want you to pay attention not necessarily to what I'm saying, but what the Word of God is saying to us. I pray that, uh, that, that, that my presentation is one that you will accept readily uh, and that, that you would be able to hear what it is that the Lord is saying to us. I have a question for you this morning. I just want to know, when was the last time you wrote a letter? With all the technology that we, that we have right now, Writing letters has gone out of style. (laughs) You know, when was the last time you received a letter that was written? We don't don't really get those handwritten letters anymore. Uh, I remember when I was in uh, basic training, uh, one of the things that we coveted the most was receiving a letter. Mail Mail call. That's what it was. It That that was it. (laughs) and, and, And sometimes you would be disappointed if everybody was getting a letter, but you didn't. And you, 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 you felt like you were isolated from the world because nobody cared enough to take time to write a letter. See, because when you wrote a letter, on, it was an indication that you had to take the time because it was handwritten. You yeah. couldn't just send a text message and say, hey, I'm thinking about you, and go on. No, you had to write it out, get the paper, get wow. the pen, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, formulate your thought, formulate the words, write it all out. Or if you made a mistake, you didn't want to send that and scratch it out. You wanted to redo it. So you wanted to take the time necessary in order to get that letter to the person that you were trying to convey your message to. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about the fact that we have a letter from our father. A letter from our father. Now, there are many who have written books that are called letters from uh, a young brother, letters to a young sister, letters from my uh, 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 relatives and things of that nature. People have written books or they uh, write things that that are called letters to my younger self. Uh, And it's talking about how things that they've learned now, they would go back and tell themselves when they were younger so that they could say, hey, don't do it this way, do it this way. But how many of you know that that's not a new concept? Mm -mm. That has been with us since the beginning of time because our Father, which art in heaven, has already written a letter to us. Now, the letter he's written to us, um, you know, many theologians probably would say everything in the Bible is not a letter. Some would say specifically there are letters in the Bible and then there are other books of the Bible that have different Um, uh, categories and history and poetry and things of that nature, but I want to let you know that really the whole Bible is a letter. It's a love letter from our Father to us, from God to humanity. And it's regarding the fact that we are living in perilous times. We're living in perilous times, a time that can be compared to what the days of Noah were. It's not unprecedented. I wouldn't use that word because it has happened before. Matter of fact, it's been like this with the violence and the crime all over the land ever since Adam and Eve. Ever since Cain killed Abel. You see, so it's not a new thing that we are experiencing in this world today. We're just seeing it with our new eyes because we have just come on the scene and it seems like it has never happened before the way it's happening right now. Uh, And we're asking the question time and time again. What can we do to solve the problem? What can we do to solve this problem that we are dealing with with all the violence that we see in the world all the crime That's going on. What is it? What is the answer to the problem? Yet There are no answers Just more and more questions now 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 many have suggested that we need more police And that's probably true. Uh, We need to build more prisons. That's probably, unfortunately, true as well. Some say that we need more financial resources. But I have a question. How much money would it take for you not to be a criminal? How much money would it take for you not to murder somebody? I'm seeing poor people not killing everybody every day, so what? it it can't be the fact that you don't have financial resources that's causing you to to be violent or be criminal. What would it take? Is there a dollar figure that would cause you not to be a criminal or not to be violent? So some say the answer is education. Uh Some say it's recreation. How many games can you play and how, how how many degrees can you have in order for you not to be terrible or violent against your neighbor? What would it take? Some say, and this one probably is probably the most accurate, that it's a lack of parental effectiveness. Some say it's because of the effectiveness of the church. The ineffectiveness of the church. Some say that the church is no longer relevant. The church can't answer the problems that we see today, but is that the truth? Is it true that the church is irrelevant, that we no longer play a relevant part in society, or is it that no one's actually listening to what the church is saying? Now, I would say that sometimes we're not telling the right message. Sometimes we have church doors open, but we're not preaching the Bible. We're not preaching the gospel of God. We're not preaching what God thus said the Lord because we're trying to maybe entertain or to make sure we have a, a, a number of people. We want these large congregations. So we make messages that are what the Bible calls tickling ear messages, things that people want to hear rather than what they need to hear. You know, the prophets were told, God told them a lot of times, hey, I need for you to preach this message, but they're not going to (laughs) listen, but you're going to preach it anyway. You're going to tell them what I said, even though there are other prophets who are false prophesying, saying that nothing is going to happen because we are the children of God. I say to you, that's not true because you have been disobedient to your God, therefore, As pastor just alluded to in the last message, it's time to meet God. Now it's time to meet your God. Now I've given you grace. I've given you mercy. I've given you time and I've given you space. But you have refused to hear from me. So now it's time that you will hear and stand and answer me. So here it is. The letter that God has written to us is one that will answer the problems that we face. But it's one that will answer the problems that we have faced and that we will face. Because it's the same answer all along. It's the answer that God has been telling us since the beginning of time. It's to seek him in all that we do. Jesus said it like this, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. You see, so we have to realize that God has written a letter to us that is the answer to humanity's problem. Humanity uh, has been experiencing, like I say, these issues since uh, the fall, since Adam and Eve disobeyed God in the garden, since, since Cain killed his brother. The answer, therefore, if you are willing to admit it, is the same now as it was then. Before Cain killed Abel, uh, God asked him a question. He said, he said, "Why are you so angry? Why has your countenance fallen? Not only are you angry but you' depressed. Not only are you violent against your brother, you' violent against yourself. What's the problem? What's going on? He says, if you don't do well, won't you be accepted? If you do well, you will be accepted. God was talking to him, and, you know, what's the problem? He's trying to get the answer to him if he would only listen. But rather than hear what God had to say, he turns around and kills his brother anyway. He kills him. And we are seeing that amount of violence right now in our And our society, our community is not immune from it. We see so much of it day in and day out until when you get up in the morning, you're trying to see, okay, how many was it last night? How many got shot? How many got killed? How many, you know, this, that, and the other? What type of crime occurred in my neighborhood and the other neighborhood? Every part of town, every part of the country is dealing with the same issues because we will not hear or we will not read the letter from God. So here it is that... If we would admit that the answer today is the answer that was then, we'd understand that the answer is God. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I know those who are not believers, I know nobody on Logos is going to say this, but I know, and, and nobody who's really watching and paying attention who loves God is going to say, oh, here we go again. Y'all talking about the Bible. Well, you know, it used to be okay for, the, for that day, but it, it's not the same. You don't understand. Times are different. Is the Bible really the answer? But truly, we have to understand that it is. And I I ran across a letter the other day, and it was from a father to his son that speaks directly to the youth. He was talking to his son. It can apply to his daughters as well and more broadly to all youth. And and again, theologians may argue that this is not really a letter. It's more like a book. But because of the intimate nature of it, I call it and refer to it as a letter. Because to me, it showed that it took time for this father to write down or to spend time with his son to tell him and teach him and give them instructions about what it is that he needed to know. So the book of Proverbs is that letter. The book of Proverbs is that letter that I'm referring to. It's commonly known as the book of wisdom. Now, the principal writer is King Solomon, who is the son of King David, God's beloved King David, a king after his own heart, someone who was chosen by him and then He told him to choose Solomon to be the next king. And and, and God had a conversation with Solomon and told him, he said, what is it that you would want from me? And Solomon said that since I'm going to be dealing with your people, give me the understanding and the wisdom to be able to judge them properly, to be able to communicate with them. And God said, you know what, because you've asked for this thing, not only will I give you that, But I'll give you riches, and I'll give you honor, and I'll give you all those things because you honor me by honoring my people. And so here it is, this book of wisdom that King Solomon has written to his son is the letter that I want to talk about today. Now, the first nine chapters are considered to be proverbs or lessons aimed at the youth. So those are the chapters that we really are going to be dealing with. But now listen at at how the letter opens When he opens and writes the letter, he clearly states the purpose of his letter. Proverbs chapter 1, listen to what it says. It says, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right, and just and fair for giving prudence to those who are simple knowledge and discretion to who to the young let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables the sayings and riddles of the wise listen to this verse the fear of of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Beginning of knowledge. So even before we go to school, there is something that we need to understand, and that is that there is a God,
0: yes, sir.
1: and that He is God. That he is the creator of all that we see. That's good. That he is the owner of everything that we have or possess. He is God. Yes, sir. Yes. And we need to understand that we need to fear him, not in a, a cowering fear, but a respect. Yes. To understand that he is who he is. Yes, but look at what it says. It says, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Yes. Now, when he uses the term fool, he's not talking about somebody who's just Um, Ignorant of information He's not talking about somebody who has a mental um, uh, Deficiency Or is mentally challenged He's talking about somebody who is self-sufficient Who believes That there is no God And matter of fact not only is there no God Matter of fact I am God I am God myself So that is a fool Uh, uh, There's one verse that says uh, uh, The fool has said in his heart there is no God Yes because he has made himself God And so when you make yourself God, there's nothing left for you but to be called a fool. Because did you create yourself? Did you create this world? Did you create the oxygen you breathe? Did you create anything? You didn't even know you were in the world until later in life. The only reason you know your birthday is because somebody told you. Now, if, that, if they told you that your birthday was a certain day and that's not right, then you are just going along all your life not knowing who you are or when you got here. But because you had enough faith to believe what they said, you go along with it. But you can't believe what God says. You can't believe the message that he's left us. He's saying to us that I need to emphasize to you that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Understand that first before you go any further. Son, I'm telling you some information that you need to know. I addressed it, I, I, I led into it by letting you know who I am, first of all. First of all, I'm the king. But even as the king, I'm going to take the time to spend with you to tell you what it is you need to know. Oh, Now, that's Solomon the king talking to his son. How much more God saying to us the same thing? Now, I'm God, but I'm going to take the time to give you the information you need in order to live a successful life. Here it is that that I want to emphasize to you that the answer is here already. Already. So we keep asking the question day in and day out. What must we do? How can we stop this bow? How can we do this? First of all, we got to go to the source of the answer. Yeah. We're asking the wrong question, or the right question, I say, but we're asking the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody seems to want to ask God, "What should we do? Yeah. How can a young man clean his ways?" The Says the Word yes, by heeding to. The word of God. How can a young man cleanse his way? That's from King David, who taught Solomon, yes, sir. who got more wisdom from God. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, because all of it is one letter. Yeah, right. All of it is one message that God is trying to give to us. Yeah. But, but the commentators of, of the New Open Bible by Varsity Company, it, it emphasizes two things. It says that that wisdom means skill. And instruction means discipline. Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. Now look at that. They go on to say that, and, and it's all—it's true—that no skill can be perfected without discipline. Come on, man. You cannot become a virtuoso on, if you never practice. In order to perfect your skill, you've got to be disciplined. You don't become a world-class athlete or track star or Olympian by by going to the track once a year. No, that's a day after day after day after day, hour after hour after hour after hour. That's discipline. Discipline. It's said that some of the best athletes there are uh, are never seen on the professional circuit. Some, of the, some people that could likely beat some of our heroes like Jordan or LeBron, but because they didn't have the discipline <laughs> to perfect their craft, we don't know who they are. My, 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 my. And that could be said about a whole host of things in our lives. That's right. The people that we know who've had the greatest success have been the most disciplined. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. They took time to go to school to, to get their lessons. They took time to learn how to code a computer or how to do this, that and that. Now they're some of the richest people in the planet because they took what we wouldn't want to do the discipline that it took to do that. They decided that they would make the sacrifice to do it. And then they took that discipline and turned it and perfected their skill. Now, As it relates to life, we have to look at it the same exact way. If we are to be skillful uh, humans, we have to have the discipline to do those things that God has called us to do in order to live successful lives. So we've got to learn to be disciplined. So we have to, as parents, learn to discipline our children. We have to discipline them so that they will be disciplined so that they can learn discipline to perfect the skills that they have. Pastor, you just said, it said, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So here it is. Train them up in the way that they should go. What way should they go? Here it is. It's in the letter. He's telling them which way to go. He's telling them to, to go this way. Rather than that, we're going to see it a little bit more, uh, 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 more detail here because the part of the letter that I want to emphasize is in chapter four Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Chapter four Proverbs is specifically stated to the youth again because it talks about things that will allow them to uh, live skillfully. And we just saw that skillfully meant live with wisdom. And we understand if you're going to live with wisdom and live skillfully, then you would have had to have discipline. And Solomon is trying to instill that into his son. Um, so, so as we stated earlier, a lot of what we see happening with our youth, they can be blamed probably in part on the lack of a father figure being present. Um, a strong father figure uh, can make all the difference in the world, in a, in a, especially a young man's life. Right. Because not that a mother cannot raise a son, but it's difficult sometimes, especially when a son becomes uh, older and starts learning of himself and becomes uh, a, a little bit more confident and arrogant maybe even, uh, that he doesn't want to hear what his mother has to say because she's never been a man. All right. But a father figure or a father can help Show him what it takes to be a man. Now, and I say a strong father figure and I say a godly father figure because now there are some father figures that probably better off not having. Because if they are going to not show them the way of God, then they're going to walk down a path that's even more dangerous than if they were never in their lives. So here we are. We want to talk about that. The fact that Uh, Maybe there aren't fathers in life and statistics will back that up that you know You could probably read study after study that will say that if you have a father in the home Then you are less likely to turn out uh, to be a a, a Delinquent to be a criminal to have to go to jail uh, Teen pregnancy all of those things are reduced Because there's a father in the home But I want you to know this right here that even if your earthly father isn't present, we have a God who is our heavenly father, who is everywhere at the same time, who can be everybody's father, who has given us instructions as a father that we can go to and search out. So when you, if you don't have a father who's present, you got a father, the great father, God of our fathers, the God, the greater father. And he's promised that he'll always be with us. So that's what I wanted you to keep in mind and say as Solomon uh, has written this letter uh, that is even though he wrote it, it was authored by God. And he said that that he wanted to make sure his son understood and knew the principles of living a skillful life. Now, the first nine verses, I'm not going to read those, but it says that a father, uh, it's about a father advising his son. And again, I'm saying son, but we know that means daughter or children, uh, to seek after and get wisdom. Because wisdom was the principal thing. And and it will cause them to live successfully. It says, starting at verse 10, let's see what the wisdom of our father is here. Let's look at this. It's important because, and I want you to realize that we're reading a lot of verses, but because the verses are what the answers are. The answer is in the letter. It's not me. <laughs> the answer is in the letter. Yeah. That's good, man. And 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 if you don't have a copy of this letter, I would suggest to you that you get a copy. Get a copy of this letter. Look at look at verse 10 it says, "Listen." Oh man, we can stop right there. I'm okay. <laughs> listen. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, the look here, listen Linda. Listen, 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 listen. 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 listen, listen. 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 You can't hardly get past that. Come on now, man. Listen, my son. And, and, and you can, can't you see the love of this father? Teach, man. Woo, my son. Jesus. Hear, this, hear this from God to us. Listen. Man, I, 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 I'm trying to talk to you. Listen, sit down, take, have a seat right here. Be still for a second. Listen, listen. Accept what I'm about to tell you. Accept what I say. Because, and the years of your life will be many. Listen, my son. Let me just read it. I just, it's, it's just so much. Listen, my son, what I say, and the years of your life will be many. Just verse right there, man. Come on now. We got 16, 17, 13 year olds dying in the street. My God. Lord, have mercy, Lord. Listen. Jesus. Listen, my son. Accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I instruct you in the way of wisdom, yeah. skillful living, yeah. and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, Come on, man. your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to this instruction, yeah, 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 yeah. don't let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Yeah, man. The life of is in the letter. Come on, man. Your life is in the letter. Hold on to the instruction. Don't let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked, or walk in the way of evil doers. Now, here's what he, here's what he is saying. Here's what he not. He's not saying that you won't run across this. He's not saying that there's not evil in the world. That's right, but he's saying, don't be one of those who go down that path. Don't walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it. Avoid it. Now, this is the first. He, he tells us several things in this verse right here. He tells us, first of all, avoid it. He said, but I guess if you happen to be in the midst of it, Don't travel down the road don't travel on it. He first he told you to avoid the road But now you walking by you see the road. He said don't travel on that road Don't travel on that road You start you start toward that road. He says turn away from it and Go on your way. That's not the way to go. That's not where you want to go First of all, I'm asking you please avoid it But if you get near it, don't go down that road. If somebody is enticing you to go down that road, don't do it. Turn away from it and go your way. Go your way. Verse 16. For they cannot rest until they do evil. They are robbed of sleep till they make someone stumble. Here it is. I, I, I'm saying don't go down that road because the people on that road, this is what they do. Yeah. They're not going to rest until they do something right. that's evil. My God. My God. They're not going to sleep until they make somebody else fall. And the one they want to make fall is you. Yeah. They want you to stumble. They want you to go down the same path that they've gone down because they refuse to listen. Come on, man. Wow. They refuse to sit still and pay attention to the, the wisdom that I am providing they can't rest. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Stop the violence! Stop the violence! We see the signs, we see the cries, and they exactly what we need. The answer is right here. The people who've gone down that path would not listen. They can't sit still unless they're doing evil. Son, daughter, children, I'm telling you, don't go down that road. Avoid that path. Stop right now before you start eating the bread of wickedness, before you start drinking that wine of violence because it's gonna lead to violence ultimately. And that's what we are seeing right now in our whole society. Every city, large or small, it doesn't matter, population two. Just like Cain and Abel. It doesn't matter. When you don't listen, My God. here's the road that you end up traveling. Come on, man. Verse 18. The path of the righteous, however, is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter yes, till the full light of day. Yes, sir. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. My God. They do not know what makes them stumble. Deep, dark, deep it's so dark and you know you, you don't even know what's causing you to fall oh because it's so dark you got your eyes open but you can't see come on man you're stumbling it's so dark a light can't help you now come on, man. it's deep it's deep it's so deep and you can't cut it with a knife it, the darkness is so penetrating until whatever you're stumbling over you don't even know what it is it. you don't know what's making you stumble yeah. because you have refused To seek God's wisdom. My son, here he goes again pay attention Ah, to what I say. Turn your ears to my word. Now, can you imagine? And and, and I'm saying this, you know, because we we understand, you know, uh, our attention span is very short now. We can become distracted so easily. Um, and and I'm not talking about just the world. I'm talking about us as believers as well. It doesn't take us but a second to get distracted. I mean, you could be uh, on your knees praying, and then all of a sudden, you know, something comes up in your mind, say, oh, you know, I need to take care of that. Uh, Oh, I I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. And, And it's saying, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Pay attention to what I say. Don't be distracted by what the world is saying. Listen to what I'm telling you. Turn your ears, that's, That is is it, to my words. Yes. Verse 21. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Now it is, he's talking about this letter. The words, the wisdom, the instructions that I'm giving are life for those who find them. So, uh, what he's what he's also alluding to here is that there is something that sometimes may be hidden from your obvious view. Yeah. And sometimes you have to search it out yeah. in order to find what it is you're looking for. It's like uh, in the New Testament it talks about that 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 pearl of great price or that buried treasure. Yeah. What it is is that sometimes you've got to seek it out. Yeah. But if you're seeking it in the right places and you're listening to the right influences, then you'll find it because God says you'll you'll find me if you search for me with your whole heart. And that's what it says. It says, look, it says, but they're life to those who find them and help to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Now, the heart uh, in this in this context is not talking about necessarily that pumping mechanism in your chest. He's talking about the seat of your mind, will, and emotions. He's talking about all those things that cause you to to think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Listen, think, guard your heart. Oh, yeah. How do we guard our heart today? Mind. We've got to be mindful of what we hear right. and what we see, what, right. what we touch, what we, all of those things. We have to be mindful that we've got to guard our heart because everything flows from the heart. From the heart. Yeah. Yes, but what happens is the heart is influenced by outside things. Yes, sir. And if we're not careful to guard our heart, we will be influenced by things that will cause us to go down the wrong path, yes, to meet up with these wrong individuals who can't rest until they do evil and find themselves drinking the wine of violence. Yes, Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. How many problems have started because of people running their mouths, (laughs) talking back and forth with each other until it just caused the passions to build up. Mm -hmm. And of course, you're not going to let nobody talk to you any kind of way. So since you're not going to let nobody talk to you any kind of way, you got to give them a piece of your mind, right? You give them a piece of your mind, which is your heart. You're You're not guarding it anymore. You've been influenced by their perverse talk. Now, perversity has come from your lips. And now you are heading right back down the path that will lead to the wine of violence. Yeah. Because you know, if you say the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time, yes, you probably may get checked. Yeah. And of course, you're not just gonna get checked in public and not have to defend yourself and let people see you get checked. Now you got to defend that, right? Yeah. See, see, that's the problem that a lot of our youth are dealing with right now. Because you know, we got we got individuals who will say one thing. And another individual who will say something back, and then you got an instigator in the middle saying, yeah. baddest one hit my hand. Yeah. <laughs> and now you got chaos. chaos. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the baddest one that hit my hand guy in the middle, God say he hate him the most. Because yeah. yes, he was sowing discord yes, indeed. among the brethren. So we got to be careful to use the tools that we have, be careful of the social media, be careful of all these things that we have access to that will allow us to perpetuate more and more discord. Yeah. Now, you know, it's out there, you know, the genie, the, the bottle has been opened. Yeah. So you can't just take it back and say we don't have it. But now here's what we can do as the church when we were talking about whether or not Uh, the church uh, is effective anymore or whether we're relevant is as much as they are flooding the airways with foolishness, we can flood the airways with wisdom. Because guess what? It says that wisdom is the principal thing. A fool has said in his heart that there is no God. But we've got to make sure that we understand that we are in this together right. and then not only that but God our father yeah. is with us That's right. so uh, uh, verse 25 says let your eyes look straight ahead right. fix your gaze directly before you that means that you've got to be mindful and you've got to stay on the path that God has given you yeah. Amen. that straight and narrow that 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 straight that straight path uh, 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 you know the straight path is is talking about uh, not necessarily just straight in direction, but he's talking about straight in intensity and endurance and in, and and maybe hardship. Uh, that path is straight, S T R A I T, rather than S T R A I S G H T. He's talking about. Not necessarily in the direction the path goes, because right. it may take twists and turns, and you may you may go down your road, but your road may be hard, it may be difficult, it may be all of those things. But he says, look straight ahead. Yeah. Look straight ahead. Fix your your gaze directly before you look. Look straight ahead, because if you look to the side, you're gonna say, "Ooh, man, that look good over there," yeah. but he say, avoid that path. Avoid. Yeah, yeah. Don't go that way. Go this way. Yeah. He say, go your own way. Go your own way, way. is just all by itself. A proverb. You can't always run with the crowd. The gang is not always the answer. Sometimes you got to stand up and be an individual and stand and go your own way because God has something greater for you. you? And then you never know what influence you will be able to make for those who say, man, I didn't really want to be in the gang either. But I needed somebody who would be able to show me how not to go down that path. The answer is in the letter. The answer is in the letter. Give thought, careful thought, verse 26 says, to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Give careful thought. Consider what you're about to get into. New Testament says count the cost. Give careful thought to the past for your feet. You know, one thing I know that uh, adults when I was growing up would would ask me uh, when I was growing up, and I know they asked probably most of all of us, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? That was always a question that uh, people asked the youth because they knew that if they had a target in mind, they could pursue that target and they could assist them along their way and being what it was that they desired to be. preferably what they desired to be is what God desired for them to be. Yeah. Uh, and so when we understand Proverbs 22 and six, where it says, uh, train up a child in the way that he should go, it kind of gives emphasis on this verse, give careful thought to the paths for your feet. Because see, every child has a different way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All children don't have the same way to go. Some may go to a technical school, some may go to college, some may go to military. Yeah. But what is the way that he should go The parent or the mentor uh, should be helping to to help them along that way. But they've got to give careful thought to the past for your feet and be steadfast and always be steadfast, meaning continue, meaning don't give up so easily. Don't quit. Be steadfast in your ways. Have some stick-to-itiveness. Don't just quit because it got hard. Continue and you will understand because that last verse I have, it says, do not turn to the right or to the left. That's it. Keep your foot from evil. Now, this is a letter from our father. It talked about ways that we could live successfully. And I said live successfully rather than have a successful life. Because sometimes we have the definition of success as being all about money and finances. But to live successfully is about living skillfully. Living in wisdom. Having the discipline that has been talked about in this letter so that we can walk and do those things that God has called us to do. So I said all this to say, that I don't have anything to say. (laughs) I don't have the answer. God does. You know, uh, if you're in a position, the higher you go, the more information you learn. And at some point, you become wise enough to know that you don't know all the answers. But you have enough sense to have learned that you know where to find it. And I'm telling you today that the answer is right before us. We've got to find it again. We've got to pick up our Bibles and search out what God says. We've got to listen, my son. We've got to listen, my daughter. We've got to listen to what God is telling us, what he's already said to us, what he will be saying to us. Is exactly what he's saying to us right now because his word doesn't change he doesn't change the answer is the same we've got to trust it we've got to apply it to our lives there may be somebody today who does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior who does not understand what it means to live successfully because all that we do, all that we say, all that Solomon taught his son was all around the fact that there is a God. With that verse 7 said that the, the fear of the Lord was the beginning, the beginning of knowledge. God wants you to be saved. He doesn't want that any of us would perish, especially the youth. God is not happy to be able to see each and every day our youth killing one another. Committing crimes, having to be incarcerated, that's not pleasing to God. And we don't need to point the finger of blame at one another. We just need to point to the solution, to give to one another. The solution is the Bible. The solution is this word. If you can just, even just Proverbs, if you can read and get to understand what it takes to live successfully, That's what God is trying to get to us. He wants us to get to know him and to get to know his son. He loved us so much that not only did he send a letter for us, but he manifested that letter in Jesus Christ, became living word, came to live among us. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins so that we could have eternal life. But he also said that those who don't believe him are already lost. That is a conviction that I don't want to have, and I'm sure that none of us want to have either. So I'm asking you to trust in God, believe his son. Know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through him. Jesus Christ is the answer, so I pray that if you don't know him, Seek him. Ask him to come into your heart right now. Ask him to save your life, to save your soul. He's done it already. Just accept the gift that's freely given. That means that you're going to submit, you're going to re- repent from those ways that may have been the wrong path. that you will turn from those ways, that you'll turn to him, that you'll trust him, that you'll love him, that you'll submit to him, that you'll honor and obey him. You'll do those things that will cause you to have a right relationship with God. There may be somebody who says that, hey, I don't have a church home. I'm already saved. I would like to become united with Logos in Life. If that's you, type it in. Let us know. We'll be sure to reach back out to you. We're glad to have you part of this fellowship. Yes, Lord. If not this fellowship, make sure you find a Bible-believing church who's going to preach Christ. Somebody, not ourselves, we're not preaching ourselves, but we're preaching Christ, him crucified and risen, and coming again, right now. Today is the day of salvation.
0: Thank you so much for allowing us to share the word of God with you today. If you would like to witness a live presentation of the word of God, join us for Sunday morning worship at 1045 and Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for Life Lessons. We are located at 8805 Joella Avenue, Suite 121 in Shreveport, Louisiana. We pray the word you received was a blessing and an enhancement to your life. May God continue to bless you is our prayer. See you next.